0: Hey, everyone. This week, I am honored to have on the show Mr. John Contino. Uh, I'm pretty sure he doesn't need much of an introduction, but John, why don't you say hi and uh, give one just the same?
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Joe, thanks for having me. Um, and I'm excited to uh, talk with you about this stuff absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think we both agreed that another origin story probably was not in the cards because, uh, I think we all know about you. Um, (laughs) uh, you pretty much have been like leading, I would say you're leading this charge, um, of, of this handcrafted illustration. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. I'd love to hear your description, but, um, so I think what's cool is like, it's, it's at the forefront of a lot of design work right now. And, um, you know, you're pretty much in front of it. How did you uh, – how did you end up where you are? Not in an origin story but like h- how did you get here? Like you, you got a lot of good opportunities and, and a sea of uh, I think a lot of people who maybe are trying to rip you off.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's so funny too. It's a real love-hate type of thing too. So it's like um – um i've been doing I've been doing lettering my entire life like literally mm-hmm. my entire life I've been obsessed with letters and 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 logos and stuff like that my entire life as as a young kid, I had an obsession with graffiti um mm-hmm. I had an obsession with sport team logos monograms like this is what I was drawing on my notebooks when I was six you know mm-hmm. like so that's that's always been a thing for me um and as I got older, I kind of got more into it and you know like it, when I was in bands, I was doing all like I was doing logos. I was doing hand drawn logos because you know there were there wasn't computers and stuff at the time that could do that type of thing. At least mm-hmm. not that I could afford, you know. Right. Um, and, and it's just it was just something I've always done. And you know when I had my old studio years ago, which is like oh my god, twelve years ago at this point, thirteen years ago,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, that was I was doing a lot of illustration and hand lettering and stuff like that, and nobody, 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 nobody in the world wanted it. I couldn't sell it. I couldn't give it away. <laughs> I could. I was like, I was like, I'll do this for free, and they were like, Yeah, no, that's all right. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is, like um, when uh, my partner in the studio at the time, Matt Gordon, and I started CXXVI Clothing Company, um, I was just like. You know, we had already dealt with the recession. We had already dealt with being broke and our credit scores being about negative ten. And you mm-hmm. know, like just the whole thing that comes along with like operating business and then bad stuff happening. Um, I was just like, you know what? I got nothing to lose at this point. I wasn't. I wasn't a father yet. I. I wasn't even married yet. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the only thing I had, I had rent, and that was it. You know, pay you know my car payment, whatever. Like I didn't really have too many responsibilities. So mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. I'm just. Um, you know i'm still young enough i think i was like 25 or 26 something like that and i was just like let me just do what i like and uh, i started putting it on t-shirts and they started selling so i was like oh this is a little bit of an outlet let me let me kind of follow through with this so instead of instead of trying to position myself as a graphic designer and I, as i had been doing for mm-hmm. you know 10 years the 10 years before that or whatever um, I was just like, let me just throw up my illustration and lettering stuff in a in a little portfolio, show like ten or twelve of my favorite pieces and pretend like this is what I do all the time. Like people aren't, you know, rejecting it left and right.
0: Right. You know?
1: But uh, I did that and and I think I think the clothing company helped a little bit because we were able to kind of get in on that ground floor of made in America, handcrafted right. nonsense, blah 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 blah, what all the buzzwords that we hear today. Um, we, we were there kinda when when that trend was really starting to kick in, so I think that helped, and mm-hmm. and from there it was just like I had the opportunity to actually work on it a little bit, and uh, every now and again I'd have I'd have someone hit me up from a bigger agency or a bigger company and say you know, we really like this. Can you do it for us? And I would say, of course. I mean, not, you know, I I think a lot of them might not have realized that I had run a graphic design studio for years years before that. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, I already, I knew how to handle all the stuff that comes along with it that maybe younger designers don't know. So I knew the business inside and out. You know, I knew, you know, all the the scheduling and the legal stuff. I was a pro at all that stuff already. So now it's just, I got to do what I wanted to do. And uh, it just kind of took off from there. And then, you know, I, I guess since, it was early on before people really um, jumped onto the bandwagon, and I, I was able to really maximize it. And and you know, like I said, we were broke as hell, and we, we had been through, right. we had been through some really rough times. So I, I was not in the, I was not in the business of saying no to anybody. So whatever someone had, I would take it, and I would run with it, and I would try to make it the best I could so that they could. Uh, You know, want to show it off to people and then maybe other people would be like, oh, look at this guy, you know, and and luckily it, it, it kind of went in that direction.
0: Mm-hmm. now you, you mentioned that like you know the uh the rec- reclamation of like america and americana and that had handcrafted and let's call it what it is like the hipster movement um <laughs> you know like i don't want to be a lawyer i want to go handcraft leather shoes uh, um I'll, t- I'll tell you what man i have another name for it and it's bullshit <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's so true but i mean I, i've seen that coming and um you know i've seen what it, what it's done at least the food beverage industry um and as well as this idea that brands aren't just mindless um you know vacuums of money. They they actually can be a lifestyle. Right. Uh, even even if they're not a t-shirt company or actually uh you know um an apparel company, you know, people want to wear a badass t-shirt and it doesn't matter if Chipotle's on it. Um, right. right. It's true. It's true. And that's that's the thing that I tell clients all the time.
1: Like I've been saying this for years. Uh, a lot of times, if um, if I'm doing branding for an event or something like that, they'll they'll mm-hmm. say, you know, we need some T-shirts design. We need this, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I, I always say, you know, there's no reason this has to be a dumb T-shirt that you're giving away for free. Make it a cool T-shirt. Make it something that someone loves to wear that they're gonna wear for the next 25 years of their life. Right. You well know, it's it's one of those things that people just always hold on to forever like i got t shirts from twenty five years ago that I still wear that are like my favorite t shirts
0: ever no, yeah, so, I've so, had to have funeral for T-shirts. Yeah, right, I'm like, exactly. uh, I'm like, I don't want to get rid of you, but you literally are a skeleton of what used to be a T-shirt. It's true. it's true. It's so hard to get rid of them. It's a bummer. And that's true, though. You you want to have something that people want to like hold on to. Yeah. Um, I, I've said the same thing even beyond the T-shirts. Like, uh, you know, we want to design like a custom glass for this bar uh, back where I'm from in Pennsylvania, and and the owner's like, no, people will steal them. I'm like, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And then that thing's gonna sit in. The their world forever. Right. And you know, but you'll pay how much to have an advertisement on TV that people will ignore. Exactly. And that's what it is too. And it's like I, I I've seen this a million
1: times. Like you go over to somebody's house and they got that that pint glass that they stole from a bar that everybody wants because that's their favorite pint glass. And when you go there, it's right. like, yo, yeah. can I get that pint glass? Like, nah, I used it last night. It's dirty, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <You> What's <know?
0: laughs> well, really funny is so, you know I argued back with that guy. I tried to get my way. I, I did not get my way. It's of fine. Course not. Of course, yeah, not. no, no, no. I had to sit down, shut up, collect the money. Um, and I was, but I was so adamant that people were not going to steal the mug. People aren't going to steal that. There's no way they're going to – not mug, but glass. Not going to happen. And then that night I went out and I got trashed. And in the morning I woke up and in my peacoat, because, you know, it was Pennsylvania, dead of winter, um, in both pockets I had two Guinness glasses (laughs) that I stole. Live and learn, man. Live and learn. Yeah, I, I, I sent him an email. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I think funny. I still actually have that Guinness glass, believe it or not. Amazing. But, um, yeah. I'm like, so I stay corrected on part of this. But on the other part, like, I, this, like, I will have a Guinness glass forever. Oh, like Guinness. Thing's... will that thing's yeah. never leaving your kitchen, man. That's going to be a trophy. there
1: forever. Uh-huh. Exactly. It's a trophy.
0: <laughs> um, so we're here now. So, like, you know, like 10 years ago, you you know, you're futzing around with some letters with this alphabet thing that we all are very fond of. And, um, you know, you start getting traction. And now you said it best. Like, there's a bunch of bandwagon jumpers or people that have found their own nuance to that style. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's face it. Like, I, I think we're getting crafted out. And, yeah. um, you know, what? I mean, how do you fight that that's the, i mean that's that's the backbone of how you started the John Contino brand
1: yeah i mean you know it's it's funny it, it's um a lot of people will say you know like i'm a lettering artist or i'm an illustrator or whatever and i would i don't classify myself that way i mm-hmm. mean maybe for like a minute i did you know like when i was really into it but um the whole idea the whole idea that it's always been has just been design graphic design branding mm-hmm. and instead of just using Um, stock imagery or fonts or whatever I just always decided I would just draw it you know like Mm -hmm. just the way they used to do it nothing nothing special not trying to not trying to be any kind of like lettering master or illustration guru or anything like that it's just I wanted something I would draw it and I would put it in a layout exactly as I would a photograph or a stock illustration or anything else like that so Mm -hmm. so my my whole mindset has always just been um, design focused, just graphic design composition, um, getting the message across, you know, uh, uh, you know, function before form type of thing. Right. And, and just, and then, you know, once that's all figured out, it's the rest of it is just kind of put together by hand and it's not anything. Um, I don't think it's anything groundbreaking or, or crazy. It's just, I just said to myself one day, instead of just, using all these resources, I'm just gonna draw it because it's going to look the way I want it to look without me spending all this time, you know, manipulating all these things that people have done already and just trying to make them look unique, you know
0: right. yeah, and it looks like you get very experimental in the book too. I mean it's not just about pen to paper right um, And I think that's really important is um, you know, one thing that I've been pushing my team to do is, you know yes, we're gonna tick the boxes of the things that we have to deliver. but the the greatest ideas come when you take a step back and say, Okay, beyond menu, apparel, takeout packaging, uh, some interior signage or whatever, what can we do with this brand that makes it, like, fresh or something new right. or something unexpected? And, th- and that's kind of how we landed with, like, th- this uh, Asian fusion restaurant we did recently where we wanted the menu to have the fold lines so people could fold it in, you know, the menu into um, cranes. Okay. Um, and, you know, and we I was like, dude, I got to get my hands... On that that tired ass zodiac placemat, <laughs> like I, I gotta do something because it is begging for it. You know what I mean? Right, right, like right, right. how many times, especially growing up, how many times do we sit in front of that thing, <laughs> read the same damn fortune over and over and over again? <laughs> you know, like oh, and so that was a dream. And it, like I guess what I'm referring to with you is like I, I love the way in. Um, you know in the uh, the vcxc for nike like that tortoise in the hair like fight and, mm-hmm. and you gave it attitude but i think what really jumps out is like that wood burning and i can see you know when i looked at it i could see like you know your guidelines and you 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 like kind of fought with it and like got it to the this sexy like imperfection and i think that's the style it's not necessarily illustration or lettering it's like this sexy imperfection that is really I don't know. I think it's like a direct path to this handcraft. You know. You know what the thing is too, and it's so it's it's so it's so stupid that it's that
1: it's like it, it's like it's like a duh, it's a dumb moment. It's it's a right. total dumb moment every time. And and this goes back is is as long as I could hold a pencil. Every time I drew something with pencil, the first thing I always drew, I always loved. And then I would say this is great. Let me take it to the next level and I would go over with ink or paint or this uh-huh. whatever. And it always sucked after that. Right, always. Right. <laughs> you just you know like and and it, it took me so long to realize that 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 initial that initial thought, that initial pencil to paper it was always the most emotionally charged, the almost the, the most lively, the most organic, you know. Right. So I I started thinking, you know, like let those let those imperfections go. Let them be there. Let them let them exist. Let them mm-hmm. let them be part of the story of what the design is, you know. And uh, and and it, it I mean, it kind of transformed the way I work.
0: Absolutely. And what's funny is I remember um, I, I struggled with the same thing, but I, I didn't. I never went past it. Um, you know. So growing up, I was also music, but you know i would have like a van halen logo across the the cover of my textbook but then underneath it i would have like daredevil you cuz know, cuz i, <laughs> I like comic books you know and and it was funny cuz i was driving you know i was kind of thinking about this uh, conversation um a couple of weeks ago when when i had to bail because of uh, you know the technology screwing us but um i was thinking about that and like oh my god what i wouldn't give to have one of those textbook covers back yeah, that I did.
1: Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I know. My mom actually found one of my notebooks and uh, gave it to me a couple of years ago and I just... Oh.
0: I, she, yeah,
1: it, dude, it was amazing. Just to sit there and like, look at the stuff that I was drawing on my notebooks is fantastic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God, gotta love mom for that. Like, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah <laughs> That is <great>. so <laughs> awesome. But I think back to that and, and, and I think... I, I remember um, I tried to ink. I tried to ink and it just wouldn't work for me because there was something so beautiful about graphite on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for me, was also something unbelievably temporary because it was a textbook. So that thing got slung around. I mean, right. you know, anyone listening, think back to like, you know, half semester and you and you had to like re-paper your book because yeah, it was yeah. already like screwed up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: God forbid you get,
1: I mean, like I was, I was always just like, oh, let me just turn it inside out so I don't have to do this again. But then the other side was just like, you know, yeah. supermarket logo or something.
0: <laughs> did you, um, did you have uh, on the front of your textbooks, like the, the, the stock brown, wrap that they would give you to use did you have that with like the thomas jefferson quote on the front no 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 what what
1: what i used to do and this was i i I don't know i don't know i don't know if everybody used to do this but i i know this was a thing my mom just used to use paper bags from the supermarket and she would wrap them herself so that's why like if i would if i would turn it inside out then it would say like like ShopRite or something like that, you know?
0: <laughs> so I got privy to that. Uh, and that's a, another win for your mom because she's <laughs> like canvas. So, you know, at first, you know, I'm like, oh, I have to wrap books. Okay, well, I'll use these stock things. And I got pretty sick of, you know, drawing mustaches on TJ, you know, and, uh, and then crossing out or circling the words that made the um, beginning of the Bill of Rights, I think it was, to uh, we hold all men by their penises. Um, you know, I'm like, well, what if I used a shopping bag and then I have a canvas that I can draw? whatever the hell I want on here. Like screw Thomas Jefferson. What'd he ever do? You know, like I want some, I want daredevil and Wolverine on my shit. You know, what
1: did, what did Thomas Jefferson ever do? No one's ever figured that out.
0: I don't know. I, I know he had <laughs> slaves and that was weird. Cause he was like against slavery, but whatever. It's so funny too, though, because like that, like at the
1: beginning of the school year, when I would have the textbooks wrapped with like that pristine you know, paper oh, yeah. bag. Oh my God. It was like, I was like, oh my God, I could do anything on this. I, and I would just sit there and for the next like two weeks, just focus on what I'm going to draw on my textbooks.
0: Right, right. Forget taking notes. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Those were the days, but I would love to have those back. Um, you know, so, you know, talking about being a young talent, you know, I feel like school maybe didn't do the best job. Like, I didn't know graphic design existed, honestly, until, no, me neither. Uh, me neither. well into trying to have a career, right? Um, I'll tell you what, I was, I started. Started freelancing when I was
1: 14 years old. I didn't know okay. that it was a job. I yeah. was I was because I taught myself HTML in like yep. the mid the mid 90s ish. So I so start, G- GeoCities. Did you do your GeoCities? I used to use. I actually used to use AOL instead of GeoCities because they oh gave man. you like free hosting or whatever. Yeah. So I used I used so it was always like members.aol.com slash blah 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 slash blah 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 Yeah yeah yeah. So I, I started getting into that, and that's when I started getting my first jobs. I actually um, the first job I ever got was four hundred dollars website, mm-hmm. and I was fourteen years old, and I was like, "Oh my god, I am so in the money! I'm going to be a millionaire yeah, by the time I'm in high be school." Rich. <laughs> <laughs> but I started doing that, and then I was doing I was doing record layouts, I was doing um, I was doing uh, t shirts and all those types. of – I was doing logos, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that it was graphic design and. Um, You know, I took art classes and stuff, but I never thought about that being a thing. You know, I would, and and by the time I went to college or I was looking for colleges, I didn't. I was like, well, I guess I could go and be an architect because I want to draw all day, Mm -hmm. and I can't think of another job that you can draw all day and get paid for. So I went and I looked at some schools and I was like, all right, whatever. And then and then there was this other school that had communication design, Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, what's this? And they were like, oh, it's like making logos and posters and stuff. And I said, that's a thing? I said, is that like a, that's like a real job? And they were like, yeah, that's a real job. It's called being a graphic designer. So I was like, well, yeah, that's what I do now. That's what I want to do. So they were like, okay, we'll sign up. And I was like, all right, deal.
0: Yeah, you're like, I've been doing this. Like, <laughs> it's crazy how, how our paths are kind of you know very similar. And I think a lot of other designers has the same thing. I mean, I feel like music has spawned this entire generation of designers. Um, you know, I played bass. I, you know, I used to play all over PA and New York and – um, you know, I used to design like the bands that we play with. They're like, oh yeah, we got a new album coming out. And I'm like, oh, let me, let me, let me, let me do that for you. Yep. Uh, yep. I'll do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me get in on that. Uh, I'll yeah. do it for
0: free. Well, of course. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want money for it. How, how can you make money at this? Um, but yeah, it's really funny. Like not, you know, not until I was like 22, 23, did I actually realize that like graphic design and web design were actually payable jobs that people would give you money to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. how naive and, and shame on the guidance counselors, man. Shame on them. <laughs> they had no idea, man. They I mean, I think I it's so funny. I was talking with someone the other day
1: and they were just like, Well, how do you explain to your family what you do? And I was just like I was like, Man, I come from an artistic family. Like they understand art is yeah. art. You know, like my mom's an artist, my dad's a carpenter, my grandmother was an artist, my grandfather was an engineer, and that my grandmother's brother was a graphic designer. We got like sculptors and painters and whatever. Oh, it's just like it's, it's, it's a creative family. I'm lucky, you know, to have, yeah. that. but it's just like, I mean, that's, that's life, man. There's, there's more out there than just, you, you you know, like I'm, you can be an accountant or you can be a doctor or a lawyer if you're lucky, or mm-hmm. you can be yeah. a police officer or, you know, a, a firefighter or something or a plumber or an electrician. And I was like, okay, well those are the 10 jobs that you can do. Right. You know, like they don't tell you there's other stuff out there. And a lot of kids maybe don't realize that. And, um, well, a lot of times, you know, like if I'm just out or whatever, and someone, someone's a parent and their kid is, you know, younger and middle school or something, they, mm-hmm. and they're just like, you know, my 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 daughter really likes to draw. You know, is there anything that she can do as a career for that? Because she's not really into other stuff. She's not into science or math, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, people just don't know. I mean, we're we're bombarded with it every day in all of right. our houses. It's graphic design everywhere. You right. know? But people, you know, regular people who don't live in that world have no clue that that's the, you know, no one knows that there's someone or or maybe like a team of people sitting in a room for a year and a half trying to come up with a a symbol that's like an apple. You know what I mean? Right. right. To, to get it into <laughs> your house to right. make sure that
0: you purchased it. Yeah.
1: Right,
0: yeah. right, right. It's crazy. And I think, you know, it's obviously, I think, you know, with the, with the interwebs and, and social media like that. The kids these days, right? They don't yeah. have that problem. Um, don't get me started on the kids. On the kids, it's, <laughs> it's a whole another podcast. Um, <laughs> I shake my fist at people driving too fast in my. Uh... Well, so all right. So complete sidebar is, you know, we just bought a house maybe like a half year ago. And oh, congratulations. Um, Thank you, thank you. I'm swimming in debt. It's amazing.
1: Nice. Um.
0: <laughs> and so the road that we're on is not a busy road. Um, we get more cars than a side street would get, but um, it's it's it has a the cool thing about Atlanta is um, I'm in the middle of the city, but it feels like the suburbs. Okay. Um, so technically, I am in the city of Atlanta, and I'm pretty close to Midtown, but there's trees everywhere. It's a bungalow, and so nice. it's like a very neighborhood. Yeah, it's nice. very nice. Very nice. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, one thing that Atlanta forgot to do was invest in infrastructure recently. (laughs) (laughs) Recently, we're finding out why this, why this is a bad thing because our highways are collapsing and exploding. and Because of this, my street has turned into a highway and, um, Uh. Man. You know, and I find myself like walking my dog in what I would like my quiet neighborhood to be, and I'm like shaking my fist at people going. I'm like, slow down! Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the old man in the neighborhood, dude. <laughs> Get well, dude,
1: off my grass! It's so funny you say that too, because I I had like a weird epiphany um, to myself. So so I I grew up playing in hardcore bands, hardcore, death metal, punk okay. stuff like that. You know, like the the Any scene, bands I would know. Probably not. I mean, we were okay. we were. I don't know. We were we, we did pretty well, but we didn't. We never kind of crossed the line into you know a lot, like people outside of the tri-state area knew us. You know,
0: well, right, um, yeah. But I mean, I used to follow New York hardcore pretty pretty heavily. So like you know, Madball, DMS, uh, you know, uh, uh, Gorilla Biscuits, and go. uh, all them. Yeah, there all you the go. I, the, the
1: one the one band that we actually took it took pretty far ended up being more in kind of like the metalcore, death metal type of type of world. Okay, um, but but. Um, so you know that's I mean that's my blood man I mean like yeah. I you know I eat sleep and breathe hardcore it's I, even to this day man like when I drive around with my daughter my daughter's four years old and she yeah. she loves hardcore and metal and I love it we, we just <laughs> like awesome. drive around listening to death metal and stuff it's great <laughs> but um you know I, I you know we we bought a house a few years ago too and we're kind of you know starting to settle down and do that whole thing yeah. and uh, my wife calls me she's at her her parents' house she's like can you what are the the flowers for me. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll water the flowers. So there I am outside in my basketball shorts and my tattoos, and and you know, yeah. New, New Jersey bloodline blasting out of my uh, out of my phone, <laughs> and I got like flip flops on, and I'm watering the, the flowers. You know, and I'm like, how did I get yeah. here?
0: <laughs> it's so good, and, and, but you care. That's what makes it even funnier. Um, oh you- yeah. Yeah, it's not like you did it because wife asked. You're like, oh, man, I got to get out there because yeah. those flowers need a watering. Yeah, like, what are they going to I don't want them to start wilting, man, and make my front yard yeah. look terrible. Yeah, <laughs> property value and just, you know, the presentation and approach alone would be ruined. Yeah, yeah, I'm there with you. It's it's hysterical how, how you just sort of shift into these modes that you probably made fun of. Like, you know, you probably were sitting on some dude's front lawn drinking a beer when you were 15, and he yelled at you, and you're like, ah, what a square, you yeah, know, what a dick, yeah. you know? Now you look back and you're like, I was being so inconsiderate.
1: It's just like, like I never knew that throwing glass bottles at people would be a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I, did. I was just you know lashing out, trying to have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Um, and it's funny because I worry that as we um, as we get vintage, I won't say age, yes. as we get vintage, um, you know how how much of us stays connected to. You know, like again, you said it best. Like you just started drawing shit that was cool, and it looks cool, and it's on a t-shirt that people want to wear. But these people, we are getting older. Um, how how do you try to stay relevant? Well, that's it's so. I mean, I years ago,
1: and 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 you probably remember this. Like in the year ninety nine, two thousand or so, everything design wise looked like the Matrix. You know, everything was like super techie everything was really clean, diagonal lines, arrows, blue and white. like it was just super, super tech computer looking. Um, and that mm-hmm. was just not me. you know, like I know it was trendy and all that, and I couldn't it just didn't work for me. And I just kind of did what what was my thing and it was like grungy and and messy and dirty and all that type of stuff. and that's just that's just who I was, and I had to try and find a niche for myself right and then and then kind of like when the when the kind of handmade thing became a, a reality. And and you could see that um, this trend was going to pick up steam, and it had a couple years in it. I you know I tried to you know ride it for all that it was worth, but at the same time I knew it, like just like every trend goes up, every trend goes down. Right. Um, so I knew that I would have to start prepping and start figuring out a way to uh, to not let the the crash of the trend you know, kill me. Because like you said, we're, we're definitely in kind of like that handcrafted saturation mode right now. Mm-hmm. And not that it's a bad thing, because it's nice that kind of people went back to basics, I think. But there's also a lot of people that do it for the wrong reasons and just do it because it's it's, you know, air quotes, cool. right Um, right And not because it it fulfills something, you know, and and a lot of corporate companies kind of get into that because they think it makes them a little bit more personable or or casual or relatable, whatever. But Mm -hmm. we, you know, we can all see through that. And it's just, um, you know, it's it's a little disappointing to see, but at the same time, I mean, it happens to everything. Nothing lasts forever and you don't want it to last forever either. So um, it's a good thing to kind of you know, stay on your toes and try and stay ahead of the game. So years ago, I'm I'm thinking like three or four years ago, I had already made plans to start transitioning away from that and start doing some different things. And it wasn't until maybe like the last year or so that um, I made the conscious decision to turn my studio into more of a full-fledged branding agency Mm -hmm. and kind of step out a little bit, do some more creative direction, um, start finding different people who do different things to – to do different styles and and all that kind of stuff. So um, to me, I feel like, you know, I, I, I spent the last 10 years of my life working about 600 days a year. You know, I, I'll get up early in the morning, work eight hours, mm-hmm. eat some dinner, and then work another eight hours, you know? So I'll, I'll cram two days' worth of work into one day. And... Uh, I feel like that's um, you know I put all that time in that I could, but I'm gonna have to step back at some point because I can't be sitting in front of a desk for twenty hours out of the day if I have right. a family and and you know things are gonna be happening. I gotta I, I want to be around, you right. know. So um, I I I feel like the best thing for me anyway to do was to start turning this into a bigger business with. Um, you know, a little bit more moving parts that I can maybe be in control of and, and, and mm-hmm. rely on some people to get some other stuff done so I don't have to do everything. And, uh, you know, let the, you know, let the younger generation come in and bust their asses the same way that we did, you know, when we were when we were that age. And, mm-hmm. you know, just be the boss of them now.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Guide them too and foster them. And exactly, think, exactly. And that's usually a tough transition for creatives to make because, um, you know, for as much as I manage... My God, I, I want to be on the ground floor doing it too. Right, right. You know, and yeah. it's tough.
1: It is. It's, and I've been, I've been juggling it okay. You know, I, I've been doing okay because there's still a fair share of stuff that comes in that they're like, oh, we want you to do this, we want you to do that, and it's mm-hmm. stuff that I just don't trust other people to do because it's, it's so ingrained in just who I am. Right. But the opportunities that we have that you know allow allow us to branch out a little bit more, at least at least brings me into that realm where it's almost a little relaxing to just be like, do this, do this, do that. This is great. This is bad. Fix this mm-hmm. and, you know, show it to me tomorrow. And then I can, you know, I can take a breath.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you get pretty fast at it too. And I think that's one thing that's also hard too. And this, this probably opens up a whole other can of worms. But um, when, when you're estimating how much a project will cost, you know, when you start adding other talent. You kind of have to reconfigure the way you uh, throw out those numbers because it's like I know I can do this in like 40 hours right but now now I have Jerry you know fucking Jerry it's always Jerry man yeah (laughs) he's so slow but he's so good Um, so Jerry and Karen are gonna like take you know 80 hours but I only build for 40 and now I'm kind of screwed and I think that's part of owning a studio that a lot of um, you know designers don't quite get their hands around
1: Right. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, especially over the past ten or fifteen years, I've, I've, I've turned myself into such a machine. Like it's, I, I you ever, you ever play that game? What's that game called? uh, uh shit. What the hell is it called? Bra- uh, brainy, brainy, cranium. cranium, cranium, right? Cranium. So cranium. I play. I played this with my wife and my sister in law and her friend once. And, Wait, and you're still married. You're yes. still married.
0: Because Cranium is the great breakup game. Like, you want to find uh, something out there that will, like, locate the tiniest hairline fracture in a relationship and then, like, turn it into an all-out brawl. Cranium is the game to do that. No way, man. Me, my wife
1: and I, we are, like, whenever we play board games or anything like that, no one wants to play us because we get so locked in. Yeah. We are unstoppable.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: But it was – um. There was one one of the games. It's just like you have to close your eyes and draw something. And, yeah. and then your partner has to guess what it is. And I didn't realize until this moment how mechanical I have become. Oh. I closed my eyes and I had to draw something. And, and everyone just like stopped. And they were like, uh, and I opened my eyes. And they're like, how did you draw that so perfect? And I was like. I don't know. I guess because I draw like twenty hours a day, it's like muscle memory at this point. Yeah, I don't even need to look anymore. You know, so
0: um. like, you didn't even use the paper. You drew it on the wall, and it's the Last Supper. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, well, you know, I'm good. <laughs> it's just
1: so funny how it works. Like, like. It- like creativity is a very special thing, but at the same time, you know, we're doing this for a living. It's still a job, you know, right. just just like anyone else who's doing the same job day in and day out can, you know, like I can do that with my, with my eyes closed, my hands tied behind my back.
0: It's the same thing. Yeah, know? it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. So how have you, um, you know, I think as you kind of usher yourself into more of a branding firm and creative direction and art direction and all that stuff, how, how do you start to get uh, the folks that you've worked with in the past to... See you as more than lettering and illustration. Well, is you know, it a tactic? Yeah. The,
1: the good thing about it is, over the past five years or so, well, number one, I've run I've run companies of my own that have been more than that, so they know that I know a little bit about production and you know whatever. Um, but over the past five years or so, I've been I've been doing a lot of it where. Uh, some people would be like, "Can you do this? Can you do that?" And I say, "Yeah, of course I can do that." You know, because mm-hmm. this is—I mean, that's truly who I am. Is more of like an overall type of person. I just happen to have, I guess, a look. You know, right? But that's something I, I'm—I I pride myself on. I can handle all that stuff, no problem. And when I pitch it, um, they're usually like, "Yeah, that would be great." You know, like there's there's—I've done plenty of restaurants, breweries, and stuff like that. We've mm-hmm. done top to bottom. And, uh, you know, some stuff, you know, we'll,
0: you know, you'll see in the future once I finally get the new website done, but,
1: right. uh, <laughs> but um, you know how that is.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm laughing because I feel like that might be a comment made by every single guest I've had. <laughs> and it's a comment that I keep in my, in my head and I never say out loud because we're always working on our websites, right? Dude, <laughs> <It's Like>, like-
1: <laughs> I will tell you this, this is, this is a perfect encapsulation of the type of job that we have, right? Yeah. For the past I don't know 20 years I have never had a nice presentation to to send to my clients because I just never had time to sit yeah. down and do presentations Solar shoes, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So last night, finally, I've had a presentation like started for like the past eight months because I knew that we were going to need it for like the, you know, the upgrading and, and kind of like the business things that we were doing. Right. And, and finally, last night, I stayed up till like 3.30 in the morning and I finished my presentation so that I can handle uh, proposals and, right, and right. You know, work samples and all this stuff. And I felt... So accomplished.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the best thing you. I ever did, man, is like actually like hunkering down and treating it like a project. Exactly. You know what I mean? And just saying, I am gonna get this done. Exactly. Exactly. I think, yeah, if you let it go for so long, it just um it, it actually it loses time. You lose time because you have to like scramble and throw right. shit together as opposed to at least having a baseline skeleton of what you have, like what you're you're gonna send through.
1: Yeah, and it, it it's always the it's always the thing too, where you know one proposal's in Photoshop because it's just JPEGs, and then the other ones in Illustrator, ones in InDesign, and then this. Right. Is, and I finally figured out how to kind of like tie it all together and make it one thing. Yeah. And uh, and. and I, like I'm sitting here right now and I'm like thinking like, oh, how can I make that better? Like I got plenty of stuff I could be doing right now, but I want to fix it. Right. <laughs>
0: yep. I hear you, man. It, it is definitely the uh, – I think one of the biggest banes of our existence. And then the thing that sucks is we see it so much.
1: Yeah. And yeah. so you're going
0: to be sick of it in like six months. I know, probably. You're like, oh, I hate this thing. <laughs> it's, it's like inevitable. Um, I, I had to purposely keep myself from like I want to redesign my logo again. I want I our logo to be different and I just redesigned it last year. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, dude, just let it go. Focus on you have work. Do yeah. work, you know? But it, now that it's done, it's kind of nice you can kind of set it aside and save yourself some money. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so I promised a very smooth landing. It's not going to be. Yeah, right, um of course. but I did promise these people that, you know, the five people that listen to this that um nice. that I try to keep around 30 minutes and here we are. So, how do how do people find you for those who aren't already following you? All
1: right. Well, uh johncantino.com is it, you know, that's that's where all the stuff lives. Um, uh-huh. and then that'll be that'll be nice and updated probably in the summertime with all the new stuff and all the new information and everything that's going into 2018 right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not hopefully not um and then uh, you know, on on all the social networks, it's just at John Contino, As long as the you know, as long as you can actually find me, because all their algorithms are you know burying me about twelve feet into the ground right now. So uh, oh man, yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's just like you know, I want to use this stuff and I want to share it, and uh, yeah. people are just like, "How come you don't post anymore?" And I'm like, "Oh, go check my profile." And they're like, "Oh, there's like twenty things on here I never saw." And I'm like, "That's so Damn, ridiculous." Oh, that's but I actually, you know, it's funny. I started a I started an email list. Where I'm yes. posting all that stuff instead, and it's it's a little bit more fulfilling too because it's just like it, it's it, it a little bit more thought goes into it. Yeah, and if people really want to see it; they'll sign up, and if they don't, then like whatever. But it's like it's cool because it's just almost like a mini zine that I try to put out like once a week.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I wrote a book on email marketing. I love it. I I think it's like, you know, I mean, it's people that kind of pass it, you know, pass it off is not that important. I'm like, it's still very strong. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It It is. And it seems like it's getting it seems like it's getting stronger, actually, with the social networking kind of like getting very like ubiquitous and watered down and a lot of people getting like fatigue from it, you know?
0: Yeah absolutely and then here's this thing and it's very curated and yeah I think it's really we it's could great. have a whole show on that and oh, we probably totally. should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do this so when, when, when you launch that new website yes um, well, well, let's try to get on again and I want to pull someone else in I'm not sure who yet um, I think uh, maybe John Turner from um, Boyburn's Barn who I accidentally emailed you nice. instead of him <laughs> but um, I think he's in the process of redesigning his website and it'd be awesome if we all converge at the same time and then just have a have a beer on, on the air and I talk know, about <laughs> <laughs> the, the travails of launching a website. Um, yeah, we could do that. We could definitely. And you know, it's so funny. I already built an
1: entire new website, but we like me and my business managers and stuff sat down. We're like, you know, this might not be right for the business. So I got to start over again. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Well, this has been awesome. And I appreciate you uh, carving out the time and your schedule. Um, and we'll talk to you real soon, hopefully. And I can't wait to air this. Yeah,
1: man. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Talk to you soon.
0: Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Do follow us at Grits Grids. That's Grits, Grids with no End in between, on Instagram and Twitter. This podcast and the Grits and Grids blog is a passion project of Vigor, a restaurant and beverage branding and marketing firm based in Atlanta. Check us out at www.vigorbranding.com. And, of course, we're all over social media. Until next week, stay hungry, stay thirsty, and be creative